Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Sinner. This is part two of season one, written by Derek Simmons once again and directed by Antonio Campus or Campos. I don't know why I want to say campus every time. <laughs> it's very close spelling, though, to be fair. This episode premiered August 9th of 2017, and I gave it an 8.4 out of 10. We get a little bit more backstory on Cora, and we see that JD might be someone <laughs> that is a very real person in which Frankie may may not have been the stand-in for uh, whatever crime or I I have no idea what happened but something made her want to shank someone (laughs) seven times and yell that she's gonna murder them so whatever that story is she definitely came up with a good cover story so that it would not be uncovered however uh, Harry Ambrose is a man that covers all his bases I feel like I just said covered 40 times The joys of being self-aware. So let's jump into this recap. Cora pleads guilty, which is where we left off last episode. But the judge, whom Ambrose called beforehand, uh, has set her for evaluation before allowing her to enter her plea without trial. Poor Mason in the courtroom. He doesn't know what is happening, just that his life very suddenly changed. And he's trying to figure out why that has no assistance from anyone but a high school officer friend upon seeing him while won't discuss his wife's case will help him avoid the paparazzos outside we get a flashback from Cora's point of view Phoebe her sister is sick causing tension between the marriage as dad must sleep in the same room as his daughter Cora while Phoebe takes the bed with mom Harry visits frankie's girlfriend in the hospital and learns that while he was not cheating on her that there may have been an association with a woman five to six years ago that was an intense relationship but something was wrong with her which led to some sort of accident that changed him which he which she had learned from another one of his friends cora has a nightmare of the girl asking the blonde girl that we've seen a couple of times now asking if she is coming while harry stands in the backyard staring at the trees in his boxers my world is crumbling around me i didn't think too much of this like do you boo do you except this is not his backyard and it scared the crap out of mia which is dan's wife his partner he stays with them while he is separated from his wife named faye Meanwhile, Mason complains to his mom that he did not want his son's haircut because his wife prefers it longer. His dad thinks that it may not be a good idea to go to work, but he agrees to do so. However, while he is out contracting in a woman's home, he overhears her conversation, making it clear she is uncomfortable with him in the house. Flashback when he gets home once again to uh, him meeting Cora. When she was a waitress in Ellensville? Is that the name of the town? And he is immediately smitten with her. Harry is in therapy 
with his wife Faye who admits that she is afraid she could die and her husband won't notice and that they haven't had sex in so long she doesn't know what he wants anymore she feels invisible to him he feels as if he doesn't know what to do with this information she also brings up how he left her in the hospital when she had foot surgery or kneecap surgery to go home to attend the plant so she woke up in recovery alone he said we already discussed this however yes it was a bad decision even though i felt i could get back in time (laughs) before you woke up to take care of some personal business as cora watches fellow prisoners pray she has another flashback to a group prayer for her sickly sister phoebe i wonder how phoebe felt during all that you have to feel claustrophobic you have to feel smothered i would hate this even knowing i'm sickly that's hard enough on that child but then to see your your mom being so irrational by turning completely to faith in a cult-like manner and putting so much on a sister that you probably want to get to know because that's what sisters would want but who is always set against you in some manner because she is the you know according to her mother the one responsible for her sickness this is just a very toxic situation aunt margaret talks to cora sneaks her a chocolate bar and receives a side eye from her sister immediately sussing out she's a quote-unquote bad influence later she is seen praying outside to beg god for her sins well first she hid the chocolate bar with a few other things in her chest Uh, her sister had to remind her mother that she was outside praying in the first place saying god forgive me for my sins so that my sister can be better then her mother comes out with her stash making her bury it because you are a bitch all the signs of classic abuse Um, especially when she keeps telling her that your sister won't get better if you're a sinner like fuck you when harry pushes the next day an interrogation that he won't stop looking for a motive cora reveals she met frankie in 2012 and after a pill field night slept with him but he went by the name jd back then she was naive two weeks later she got pregnant wasn't able to locate him without options she threw herself in front of a car and woke up in the hospital having miscarried she claims to have heard the song frankie played and snapped she was more concerned about her parents um you know him looking into her parents more than anything else so i think something happened with the sister that's just what i'm betting on at this point chief is pleased when he plays him the confession as it all makes sense but harry is suspicious he goes to see his mistress to tell her he's trying to make a white uh, work with his wife but she calls him out on the fact that he didn't need to drive 500 miles to come tell her that he could have sent a text mason flashes back to a sexual encounter with wifey where when he tried to go down on her she almost ended his life because <laughs> she reacted violently choking him out but doesn't understand what that was or why 
Harry disappoints his grandchild when he presents him with binoculars instead of Legos as preferred. And I'm like, um, you need to appreciate what I buy you, you little shit. Uh, and parents, can you not have your child throwing a tantrum with a rude ass? There's plenty of times I got things where I'm like, uh, not what I wanted. But at the same time, I'm taught to have manners <laughs> and say thank you not run out of the room in disappointment and not with the parents being like well you should have bought what we said well how about i think he needs to learn about nature i'm sure harry has probably done this to the 50th degree and this is why they side-eyed him but at the same time this is not how it should have went down mason is being questioned by oh he asked his wife to move back in as well mason is being questioned by his high school officer friend which i feel is a conflict of interest but she tried and this is why she should not have been put in this position in the first place because she spills all the tea saying okay well um apparently this jd got her pregnant after a one night stand but that's all i can tell you he definitely knows who jd is and he definitely knows it ain't frankie at the bar cora says she met jd Harry speaks to the bartender who recalls her and another girl on the exact weekend that she was referring to, July 4th weekend, but no Frankie, a blonde man instead. Harry then interviews Frankie's parents trying to confirm the story. However, they claim their boy would never do something like that. That's what every parent says. So when he's like, look, stop pretending as if kids don't do things that their parents may not know about. But dad actually can provide proof that he was not where she says he was because he was doing a two-month internship with a Dan Strauss. Dan, the partner, calls to report not only was Cora never in the hospital or any hospital, but her parents are both alive and well. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my gosh. After a jail shower, Cora finds her mattress taken, and a ginger tells her, You need to find a crew, but she declines. Flashback once again while trying to comfort her mother for her sister's pain. Her mother then turns on her, blames Cora for her sister's illness, for accepting the chocolate in the first place because she's a sinner and forces her to apologize. Jesus Christ. Poor Phoebe looked so uncomfortable. Then she went outside, digged up that chocolate, and started eating it very defiantly like, well then, I hope the bitch die. <laughs> That's why all little sisters feel that way, even at four, so I should know, or three. Uh, even <laughs> when the situation isn't as dire and we never mean it. Harry calls her out in interrogation again about lying and begins to play the song that day on the beach which causes Cora to attack him and scream she will kill him Mason goes to see Cora and reveals he knew JD as he had friends that hung with him before they met and if he's the one that knocked her up Cora won't answer his questions he says that me and our son are not doing well our world is falling apart and you won't even talk to me so he goes to a friend to arrange a meet with JD. Oh Lord. Considering the simmering anger <laughs> within Mason, I don't think this is going to go well. 
Harry has moved back home and damn that crib is moist. No wonder he wanted to get back there. But he's far more or he shows far more emotion regarding the bird that accidentally ran into <laughs> uh, the patio door than his wife's interest. Harry, upon seeing his bruises when he's getting ready for bed, and you know, you just know she was thinking, maybe I can get some tonight, calls Dan to point out that she is Cora, triggered by something with the music that causes identical behavior to the killing of Frankie without her knowing it, just as she lays down on her mattressless bunk, which is the most uncomfortable, but she probably feels she's a sinner and deserves it and that's why she's not aiding in her defense because of probably the the um abuse she suffered as a child making her feel as if these things that happen are her fault or because of her sins in the past i'm not sure but something definitely went down um it probably involves phoebe in some manner and maybe the parents i don't know but she does not want her parents to be involved in this and if they are god only knows what they would say to her (laughs) at this point in time so i'm curious to get to the next episode which won't be until next friday kind of sucks but uh if you want to send feedback blackocouch at gmail.com you can send it in written or audio format you can also comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black magic